Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Grow Like a Pro. I'm one of your hosts, the Adam Bankers, as Jason would have me introduce myself, alongside the Jason Flagel. The Adam Bankers. <laughs> He's on this weird kick, guys. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Send all your tips to me, please. Help me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. Well, we're back again with another wonderful show, and yep. we got a pretty cool guest today, if I do say so myself. Yeah, definitely. J.D. Bergman. The J.D. Bergman, if I'm keeping my... Uh, gotta my stay on brand. Three, gotta the, stay on brand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, J.D. is awesome. Larger than life guy. I mean, you'll, you'll hear in the conversation he's incredible his story his faith i mean in team just incredible so yeah he actually was one of the best wrestlers which we'll I'll get into in a few minutes here but yeah i'm so excited and you know one of the things adam that i think we all we both want to share with our listeners was you know jd has really awesome passionate views um that he shares in this uh this episode so we encourage all of our guests to be authentic and true to who they are and you know share their story in the best way that they they uh, they want to share it so you know I, I, it doesn't necessarily reflect the views of you know our views um, and opinions and the uh, views of the audience but um, you know we I think that's one thing that we encourage the guests to do yeah because every person's journey is different every way they get to where they are where they find their success is different and I think mm-hmm. it's important to learn and take messages even if you don't necessarily believe with how they got there there's very important lessons and values and ways to grow by listening to different perspectives so I think yeah. it's extremely valuable and what JD shared with us is incredible and his story is fantastic and there's a lot to learn from his adventure that's not even close to being over that's right (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's send it over to the conversation with jd let's do it jd bergman is the co-founder and executive director of inteam inteam is short for inspiration team they bring together a team from all over the world to share inspirational stories to inspire youth and millennials engage them in conversations about the truth, and unite them with others in search of purpose and inspiration. In the past, JD was one of the best wrestlers in the world for over a decade and has also been a correspondent for ESPN and Big Ten Network. JD is a fanatic about helping people sift through the noise in life and helping them live a healthier life spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially. JD, welcome. Adam and I are so excited and glad to have you on the Grow Like a Pro podcast. And please feel free to fill in any gaps from that intro. <laughs> well, I'll start there, Jason. Uh, no, no, it's it's, uh, it's definitely um, a pleasure to be here with you guys. You guys are great, awesome. and it's an honor to be on your show. Really cool what you guys are doing, and, and I'm hoping we can add some value to some people's lives today. And I will start with, um, I am not that special, but I have met some oh, come phenomenal. On, <laughs> I've met some phenomenal people in my life, and I've had some ridiculous doors open to me. Well, and if I, I will, put in your if I put in your whole bio, JD, it would be like a half of this page. <laughs> I, I I've I've gotten a chance to accomplish some really cool things since just the beginning, and and uh, I will walk through those doors that that have continually open mm-hmm. up, and and uh, I thank God for that. And I um, I will say um, one thing that maybe audiences might want to know is I I have cause there's definitely two sides of me, or, or an old an old JD and new JD. And old JD was I watched quite a bit of television and movies, and that actually I was I had an acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had a little bit of an acting background. Obviously, you mentioned some sports broadcasting, but mm-hmm. I've got a chance to be in two movies thus far, and oh, cool. uh, and I also do impressions. But oh, that's man. we're kind gonna of, have to get to that soon. Yeah, <laughs> we, so we can do that if if, we, if it gets stale at all, which I don't, well, I don't, I, I don't see know it doing. What, what movies were you? Like Foxcatcher, Foxcatcher is the the well the well known one mm-hmm. known one. So that was with Mark Ruffalo and Channing Tatum, mm-hmm. and Steve, oh, yeah, Steve right, Carell. Yeah. <clears throat> it was a true story. I yeah, I so. wanted to see that one, but I yeah I missed that one. I'll yeah, it's it's back. it's a little dark, but it was done well. Yeah, I mean, um, the uh, director directed Moneyball as well, uh, okay. Bennett Miller, mm-hmm. and uh, it was really cool to be a part of that project. How did um, that whole thing start? How did you get yeah. into that's that? That's a that's a pretty cool story <laughs> just uh, on its own. But I, I was actually in Canada. I thought I was going to retire from training for the Olympics and wrestling, and I had not made the Olympic team. Uh, mm-hmm. The guy that I was 4-0 against actually made the Olympic team. Oh, man. Wow. I had torn a disc in my back the year before in Belarus, and 
just didn't perform the way I should have at the Olympic trials. I got third, and I I gained 20 pounds in two weeks from my walk-around weight. So I went from 225 to 245, binging on pizza and ice cream, (laughs) which is why I do nutrition talks, by the way, uh, because I can relate to people. And I was in Canada just kind of on a hiatus of Mm -hmm. learning what I was going to do, and I I realized they were still casting for the movie. I had heard about the movie with Channing Tatum and stuff, and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, there is open casting. So I sent them a video. I wasn't even able to be at the um, to tryouts, but mm-hmm. Bennett Miller liked my, my video so much that they actually wrote a role into the movie for me. That's it, awesome. It didn't, make, cool. it didn't make the movie, but it was cool that yeah, while, while I was doing yeah. uh, different, different impressions in front of about 300 people on a Hollywood set um, uh, and making these guys laugh and stuff. And, <laughs> and so it, it, was, it was just really, it was cool. That's so cool. Yeah, that was one of my questions. Actually, I wanted to ask you, JD, is there something that you know most people wouldn't know about? So <laughs> well, there you that's go. really cool. Yeah, if you if you saw me from afar or or met me, you probably would have no idea. Yeah. I was in acting and and or uh, musicals and choir in high school and stuff. And yeah. <laughs> so what what took you to Canada? Were you from Canada or is that one of my best friends lives there? Oh, okay. And so Kelowna, right. British Columbia. Actually, I'm sorry, he just moved to Arizona. But uh, oh, okay. six kids. He's a, um, a one of the leading health experts in North America. His name's Dr. Mike Banman, and um, he has allowed me to stay with him and his family that's, and that's six awesome. kids multiple times. Yeah, so I'm like wow. an older brother to them. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's a pretty big family. It's really cool. Um, yeah. So JD, I'd love to know, and I'm sure the listeners would love to know. Um, a little bit more about your story and your background. And then, you know, I'd love for you to share uh, more information of what InTeam is, you know, how you kind of uh, got started with creating that. Yeah. So, I mean, my background from Northwest Ohio, really small town, um, great family. Uh, My mom was one of eight. My dad was one of 14. So fairly large family, uh, 60 to 70 first cousins. I actually don't know. I don't know how many. Um, (laughs) Another fun fact, my second cousin is Chris Everett, uh, who was before Serena Williams, the the best female tennis Mm -hmm. player in U.S. history. Fancy. Uh, I've never met her, but she did retweet me before. (laughs) I Uh, mean, that's that's pretty much as good as meeting, right? Yeah. yeah, So, um, but I, I wanted to play football for Ohio State. I didn't want to wrestle. I, football was way more fun, way easier. No offense to all my friends that play football, just <laughs> not, not even close. Um, but uh, I was a first team All Ohio running back. And, and um, what uh, school I, did you play for? Oak Harbor, Ohio. Oh, real, okay. real small, yeah. I, real yeah. small. By Port Clinton, Ohio. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played for Beechwood High School, so smaller oh. school, but okay, <laughs> definitely cool. it's a. And and I so but see here's the thing I wrestled nine months out of the year I played football mm-hmm. three months wrestling was my off season mm-hmm. so training wrestling all year round wrestling um, na- all over the country um, going into football I was already in shape I didn't really need the two days and but I mean I did everything and and uh, man I just I tried to do it all in high school and and I quickly realized going to college a um, couple years into college that all the accolades I was I was mounting up didn't necessarily still give me ultimate peace on mm-hmm. on who I really was we can talk about that story if we get to it yeah but but yeah I wanted to play football and, and uh, four knee surgeries in college didn't help with that dream but oh, it did wow. allow me to build a great friendship with coach Trestle and yeah, he's actually a part of in team and and we'll get to in team here in a second too but yeah my background I've kind of stepped out of the matrix in life three times and if no one has seen that movie if someone hasn't seen that movie it's I guess it's older movie now it's yeah, crazy yeah. it's crazy how <laughs> fast time has gone oh my god but the matrix essentially is someone uh, neo this guy played by Keanu Reeves realizes that he's been plugged into a, a computer system mm-hmm. and everything he tastes touches feels all of life is actually made up and that's happened to me three times. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't push anything on anybody. I love people too much to do that. I actually want to learn their stories. That's what Intim is about. Their stories. Um, but I have realized who God is in 2006, and I thought I knew Him prior to that because I had heard about Him going to church and stuff, mm-hmm. which wasn't always my idea, by the way. Yeah. Um, in 2006, that changed my life, and then 2010, I learned that the body heals from the inside out, not the outside in. It's actually impossible to heal from the outside in with pills and surgery. Now, not that there's never a time for that. We do have the best emergency care in the world, probably. But if you uh, if your house is on fire um, and you call the fire department to come and, and fix it, you do not call them back to carpet and wallpaper if they save the house's life, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't do that. That's stupid. So, um, <laughs> so, and I'll I'll put this back on the shelf after this to comment. But there's 37 developed Westernized countries in the world. And we spend the most in healthcare by far. We're number one. Yeah. 
congratulations, <laughs> Team USA. Yeah, Team USA. We are 37th in health, though. Yeah. There's more cancer, heart disease, diabetes, obesity, depression, anxiety, suicide than ever before in history. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not going to go into why that is, but I, I, I've, I'm, I've learned a lot about that. And, and uh, I probably shouldn't even share that on a podcast because who knows, <laughs> who knows who will hear this. And um, I'm not really ready to whistleblow yet. But uh, uh, but. So anyways, I've become really passionate. 2010, actually, Dr. Mike is the, one of the guys that kind of changed my life from a health perspective in 2010. And I've been mm-hmm. doing health wellness talks in Canada and on the West Coast since then while I was training for the Olympics. Um, I trained for the Olympics for eight years after doctors said I needed to retire from wow. 2008 to 2016. And Was that after all the surgeries and after yeah, all the things? Yeah, just... I mean, I've, I've been because of what I learned about the body's capacity to heal when you fuel it right, when you drink more water, when you have when you think positively, when you uh, do preventative medicine, when you go to a chiropractor that actually knows about wellness and holistic chiro- not every chiropractor is created equal, just like not every doctor is. Right. Um, uh, maybe they're created equal. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a mis- misquote, but, um, but there's good and bad everything, right? So you really have to seek proper information. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I help people do. Um, but that was, the, that was the second time I stepped out of the matrix in 2010 and then most recently, I learned that we're not really taught how to create wealth. We're taught how to exchange our whole life for a mortgage and paychecks. And we are created for far more than that. If, if you're whoever's listening to this, understand that and seek out the proper books, the proper association, and the proper daily habits, and you can literally do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You will accomplish whatever you want. But if you do what everyone else does, it's sad to me that 95% of people are listening to 95% of people and 95% of people are broke. Yeah, spiritually, mentally, yeah. physically, and financially. Right. Yeah. So that's my passion is to help people. I love everybody, and I'm patient with people, and I, I just really have a heart for our culture and for waking people up. But but we have to realize that uh, 2% of our country is financially independent. Mm-hmm. They know different things. They think differently. They have different daily habits and routines, mm-hmm. and, they've, and they read books, J.D. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I was diagnosed with learning disability. I was called slow and stupid most of my life. I didn't finish. I didn't finish tests on time ever. Yeah. Uh, you know whether I was perfectionist or whether whatever. Um, I was diagnosed with all the ADHDs and all that. Whatever. I, it, here's the thing. It doesn't matter if I like to read or not. It matters if you like the results of that thing. Everyone asks, "What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do?" Wrong question. Who do you want to be? What kind of life do you want to live? And what kind of legacy do you want to leave? When you figure that out, when that becomes clear, then figure out a vehicle and an association or a mentor to help you get there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. anyways, that's kind of. I, an well, I always ho- have heard the phrase that uh, readers are leaders and leaders are readers. So it's got that kind of. Not all readers. Person. Not all readers are leaders. If you're mm-hmm. reading Harry Potter, that's not helping you. But <laughs> um, it's entertaining. That's a great, oh, yeah, great sure. series. But yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Every, what if you find yourself at a wizarding school, though? I mean, yeah. you need some of this knowledge. True. <laughs> you need that background. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, no. I mean, it's it's fascinating, especially the leaders and readers and the mentors and a lot of your messages. Obviously, I mean, they sound incredible of someone who's been through it all. And especially, you talk about these three matrix moments, which I like. I think that's a it's a nice way to put everything. But yeah, like my question too. is, I mean, what kind of brought you to some of these moments? And if, if it's some, you know, tough moments, we don't have to reveal everything. But were there any mentors or guides or moments that, that brought you to these realizations that you would love to share to people? Because a lot of people, it sounds like a great idea, but how do you come to actually believe and mm. live that way? Yeah, no. And by the way, um, I know we don't know each other incredibly well, but yeah. I'm an open book, so there's right. probably yeah. Say I'm my, not. <laughs> I mean, my wife, my wife, literally last night said uh, we were speaking from about a, a room of about a hundred people of, yeah. of just people that want more in life, and uh, she said, you know, JD is an oversharer, and, and I, you know, I guess my my identity is not in JD the athlete or JD the the guy that's running in team or. JD, the guy that runs Mesh Fitness in Dublin, Ohio, which is a phenomenal gym that literally is the best value of any gym ever. And we're going to take it to a whole nother level to help people get healthier mentally. And like when they're not at the gym, like how to drink more water, how to take little steps, eat less ingredients, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But it, that's not my identity. The things that I, I do, but 
who whose I am and, and like figuring things out, like figuring out like really what were we created for? What are we breathing for? Yeah. And I guess one thing to mention to kind of answer that question in 2014 and now in 2006 was the first time I stepped out of the matrix. So I basically learned that all the accolades that I had my whole life was if you, if you have ever, um, uh, and by the way, I, I never read the Bible my whole life because I didn't read my textbooks. I'm not reading that thing. It's so fat and intimidating. It was written so long ago. I'm oh like, gosh. I'm like, that's not even rel- relevant today or whatever. It's, it's cool principles and stuff. But, yeah. but in 2006, I actually read it for the first time at 4:30 in the morning, um, with two Ohio state football players and an Ohio state swimmer mm-hmm. and, and me. And these are guys that I wasn't as close with that, as my brothers. Yeah. And I would have never talked about like faith and God and stuff, although I went to church my whole life because my dad made me. But, uh, man, I, they asked me some questions, and I started learning. And I was like, man, you're telling me. You're telling me that the, the, the creator of the universe could actually like help me with my life and like, like live my life for me. And I, like, I just started looking into it more and like really on my own studying it. And, and uh, I opened up. Uh, the Bible on my own accord. It's 4:30 in the morning uh, in 2006. As a 21-year-old in college, this is at Ohio State, by the way. Well, I wasn't at Ohio State, but I was at Ohio State at the time. Yeah, I was in Xenia, Ohio. It was Athletes in Action retreat, and I was like, I was there, and I'll tell you what, I went back, and the, you, there is not an explanation of why a star athlete at Ohio State with 60,000 students, with all the other things we can be doing after two practices a day, and and a full-time student would voluntarily go to like Bible studies on Monday night, athletes in action meetings on Wednesday night and uh, crew on Thursday night, which is like a campus, like, uh, like faith based, like what, what questions you have about God? Like, and again, why would a 21 year old already all American already mm-hmm. thought he figured out already thought he was moral and everything? Why yeah. would, why would I do that voluntarily three nights a week? Because I'd figure some things out, yeah. And I we and and you know, if people want to seek me out sometime and like ask more about that, I can share more about that. But that's my that's my big passion. I got really good friends that are atheists and really good friends that are religious freaking weirdos that want to <laughs> argue about their faith on Facebook, and it oh, actually, it actually, love those it actually hurts their cause. Oh yeah, it actually really hurts what they're trying to do. But here's the here's what our whole culture is doing. They're not really thinking. They're living out of emotion and feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, well, I'm gonna post about Donald Trump because that's what I believe. Or no, he's the worst. He's a Nazi. But no, guys, hold on, hold on. We we gotta actually like slow down and like have deep, sustained thought because that's how God designed our brain to think. That's just a neurological fact. Mm-hmm. Who has deep, sustained thought today? Everyone's brain turns into a pinball machine if you scroll on your phone all day. Oh, yeah. Well, day. I love how you brought up that social media kind of thing because it's. I was reading somewhere the statistic where. Um, on social media, it's like less than 5% of that kind of back and forth debating actually influences someone else to make a change. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, no, it's usually just right. a shouting match or, uh, you know, kind of an online troll. It also seems of. to me, social media too, especially with people posting, because there's a lot of people that are out there just posting. Whenever they see a news story, they're like, what can I tweet or post that can get the most like a, mm, offense yeah. to somebody or who can be the most offended? How could this person say this? How could they do that? It's, it's not real thought it's just kind of reacting to what everyone else is talking about just to kind of speak so it's not real sustained thought which what you said which i think is an interesting thing to look at well if you and the other thing is you can't win an argument you you just offend people or make them mad you can't really win an argument if you read dale carnegie's how to win friends and influence people which is more valuable than the majority of undergraduate degrees in our country by the way it's one of my favorite books jd (laughs) i love that if you if you read that you just you man uh, so that's awesome. Well, you know, I, I'm sure that we could talk about that topic all day, uh, but I kind of wanted to transition back to uh, in team. So, you know, I'd love to, I think we kind of um, almost jumped over it a little bit, but I'd love for you to um, share what in team is, how you got it started. And then I'd love for you to share, you know, how, what are some of the insights that you've learned in terms of, uh, you know, starting that from the ground up and kind of building it uh, to where it is today? Yeah, no, it's a, a thanks, Jason. Um, in team, uh, if you, if you boil it down, what in team is, is it is a story gathering and distributing tool. Mm-hmm. It is a way for role models and leaders and influencers. Even if you don't think you are, you are in some capacity. So if you're if you're a good person and you have a story to share that can help somebody else, 
you need to go to inteamnow.com, learn how to make one. It make it literally takes two minutes, and you upload that. We tag it and vet it, make sure that it's family friendly, and then it's easily searchable on a database to get into a kid's hands. So we are the leaders in digital role, digital inspiration, the leaders in role model distribution digitally. We want we are the the tip of the spear when it comes to just capturing the attention of our youth and millennials. Mm-hmm. People don't want to hear from a pulpit, but they would want to hear from a peer that has struggled with something as well. Yeah. Some of our content's faith-based. Some of it is not. It doesn't matter to me. It matters if it's going to help somebody. Mm-hmm. So what we want to do is get people that have gone through something, and you can search, kids can search exactly what they're going through and get something that's demographically geared to them. So we'll tag things based on team, based on school, based on alumni, based on geography. So I'll give you an example. If I'm here in Columbus and I'm a, a Buckeye, Ohio State Buckeye fan, and I'm I'm dealing with depression, which unfortunately is skyrocketed, mm-hmm. um, and there's an Ohio State football player that has has dealt with depression, they're going to find that video easily. We make it very easily for them to find that content. Right now, we're just dripping these out via email. Uh, we have a website, but the goal is to eventually build up the following on all the platforms uh, that are, everyone's on and then um, build our own app. And is when, this is this content, is this people recording videos of themselves? Is this like kind of pre- more presentations or speaks speeches? What, yeah. what kind of thing? Is I'm it? glad you asked because I, it's clear to me. And, and I'm, ask as many of those questions <laughs> yeah, you need because I course. want it to be clear for the audience. Definitely, I, want definitely. To, I want them to understand at home. Of course. And if obviously when they go to inteamnow.com, they'll understand that. But essentially, it is people just making selfie style videos mostly. Gotcha. Uh, or someone can be interviewed style. Um, but basically, just someone authentic, real authentic videos. Um, our goal is to inspire, engage, and unite this culture yeah. and change a generation. And when you here's what here's the facts. Um, whether you're you have a, a faith background or not, that again is not is not the important issue. But 100% of our culture wants inspirational stuff. They want good stuff, and they're frustrated with all the negative. And here's, here's what we're seeing on, on the Internet today. Good. There is good stuff if you know the website to it or if you find a certain person you follow that shares good stuff. But you're always one click away from negative, comparison, arguing, stuff that destroys your self-image, pornography, etc. You're always one click away from it. Yeah. What we are is a hub for good stuff. We are a hub for inspiration. It's all role models on there sharing content, ladies, guys, old people, young people. Right now we're focused on professional and college athletes because those are the most influential group I think in our country and we're just focusing on them, but we're going to expand very rapidly. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and you've got like sorry to interrupt. Oh, you're good. Not good. Uh, but you've got like a um You've got people from world-class athletes all the way down to, you know, just local athletes in their area sharing that amazing message. Um, that's truly incredible. That's yeah, because awesome. you, some people say, um, like Tom Kuzno, um, I hope it's okay, I'm, I'm telling him, he, he probably won't hear this podcast. But, <laughs> hey, but, Tom, come but, on. But Tom, but Tom Kuzno it was literally the highest-paid NFL player at the time, and I think it was late 70s, and uh, one of the best names of Ohio State football and stuff. He told me, oh, I'm too old to make a video. No, 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 no. Your video is going to impact your generation oh, way, sure. way, way better mm-hmm. than JT Barrett's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, or someone told me one time, well, I'm not famous because they saw I have some famous people on there, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. More well known people. Um, like Kurt Angle. I mean, he's a WWE superstar. No one has any idea he has a faith background or dealt with like addiction and stuff. But like you can, he's really passionate about that. So he was just sharing videos in his car. But, this one guy was telling me that like, he's a baseball player, and by the way, he was he's played he played semi professional. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to tell you, you know, he played in Division One college, but he goes, oh, "I'm not famous. You don't want my video." Mm-hmm. I, here's what I here's what I knew in my head. Well, that's a self image issue. Yeah. Here's what I said out of my mouth though. Hey, bro, I appreciate the humility, but would you say that your video, your stories, are going to be more impactful? for the alumni of your school, your teammates, your family, and your hometown than Tim Tebow's video? Yeah. The answer is absolutely yes. So if yeah. you're listening out there and you yourself are an athlete or um, or you have an inspirational story to share, yeah. 
share your story so it can be found and be heard. I know you want to be heard. If you share it on Instagram, white noise. Yeah. If you share it on Facebook, it's white noise. Right. You they'll they'll get it and they'll scroll right past it and they'll get a whole bunch of negative too. Of course. Our goal is to build up enough good inspirational content to where that's all it is. And then we aggregate everything else. We work with everybody else. And from us, we're just, we specialize in that. And then we'll kind of pass the ball from there to other great organizations that currently exist. But right now we have a culture that is scrolling so much, getting so much information, so much negative that they're not able to think. And since their school system has taught them postmodernism, relativism, and evolution, they're actually being groomed to think that their life doesn't matter, they're here by chance. And by the way, macroevolution, this is just science, has never been proven and never will be proven. Microevolution has been proven, which is the beaks of the bird on the island that Darwin studied. But if Darwin wasn't alive, and we don't need to get into that. that yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> that, that could bio- be biological terms, uh, my, the microevolution is another word would just be adaptation. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah well, ad- I, adaptation happens. Yeah, like like we've all gotten fatter because of all the sugar in our diet. Adaptation <laughs> yeah. happens, but it's so delicious. Well, it is absolutely. I, I, I mean, love ice cream, JD. We could talk about that all day, but um, I wanted to get back to your main point that you just shared um, because a lot of these, I think, inspirational platforms or even media platforms, the focus is almost selfish back on that person sharing the story. Mm-hmm. Where in team is extremely different. Where like what you just shared with your friend who, you know, he said he's not famous. The focus was he was thinking almost in, in, uh, of himself at that point mm-hmm. where the focus really should be through the story where you're, you know, positively impacting that end user at the end of the day. Yep. And that's what the the mission, the purpose of Intim is. You know, you're having that um, inspirational content out there that, you know, for that's positively impacting someone with, uh, struggling with depression or anxiety, so that's awesome. I definitely love that point. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's interesting too because obviously the Tim Tebow's and the you know the Brett Favre's and all these super superstars that you would love to get on your platform are great, but there's something to be said about these athletes who may not have reached that superstardom who have failed too because in a sense they're more relatable than some of these superstars so having those different stories and it may actually be a a little more relatable to some of your regular users because they've gone through those things i mean Mm -hmm. think of how many people played high school football or played college football and just couldn't quite get to that level yeah and hearing from all different levels it kind of gives that like you said the flexibility and the ways to find the message you're looking for and the thing that you could actually relate to instead of some super millionaire that you'll, you'll you you can't really really go with so. yeah it's who you know yeah in team is inspiration team we're all a part of the right we're all team. yeah we're all yeah. one team it's we're, all everyone working together we're the, the human cause. race yeah. and and i, and I want to hear from someone that went to my high school i right. want to hear from someone that went to my school exactly. i feel like i know them and that's what we're talking about absolutely and, and we i mean i am in in touch with some pretty big name people oh which is great and, and that's just from a business standpoint will be more helpful yeah. right oh, just just God. so it adds some doubt. credibility definitely but Every I'm, I'm, I will say this every, every time someone asks me, everybody's story is equally important because Jason Flagel's story is going to be more impactful to his family and his teammates than like um, Steph Curry. Yeah, it's Steph Curry. Will it be impactful for a lot of people that look up to him and stuff? But I'm still mad at him as a Cavs fan. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I will say it. It does help the sharer to actually share their story. It does help them some. But yeah, every single piece of our content is to uplift and inspire and encourage and engage and unite this culture yeah. mm-hmm. on on truth and inspiration. And um, there's zero selfies. And it, if someone recorded something that was self-focused or had a different agenda that was trying to help like themselves, or right. then it would never make the homepage. Yeah. That's what's cool about what we do. We vet the content. Mm-hmm. So, and I guess that's that's another question that I would kind of like to talk about because I, I write for some online uh, websites in certain areas. And the thing that you always hear from is what, we, what I like to call, and you hear from the industry too, is the vocal minority. It's the people who love to be the trolls, who love to have their voice heard, they love to be edgy and think they're cool by going against someone or making fun of somebody. And a lot of the comment sections on a lot of big websites get pretty toxic. So what is what is in team? What what do you guys focus on to get that message where you're looking at a video and then some person who's depressed or is having issues looks at the comments and sees all this negativity? Like, do you have a bunch of moderators? Do you have certain kind of checks in place? What do you kind of... What's your angle at, at getting past, like you said, past the noise of these people that are just trying to be evil for evil's sake? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. So let me 
I should have already shared this probably. Let me know. I'll share a little bit more of the heart behind InTeam. This is by far not go- I don't even know how many friends I've lost to suicide, but I lost two friends to suicide in five days last man, summer. Man. And I'm almost almost emotionally disconnected from it because I know, again, I, I really, I don't, this, this interview is not necessarily for this, but whether you know it or not, I think more people believe in the devil than God now almost. And it should be pretty apparent if you look across the world what's going on. The devil's very real and he's trying to kill as many people as he can. There's 7 billion of God's kids down here. That Let me just make it really simple. This is the truth and this, or you, I could say it's my opinion, but I know it's the truth. And, and if it's not for you, that's totally fine. Again, I love you no matter who you are. Um, and uh, unlike religious people, I want to apologize on behalf of religious people because I'm not religious, um, but I do have a personal relationship with God. And and uh, I've realized that there's 7 billion people down here that are God's kids, and the devil wants to kill every single one of us. So the, in, the information has been influenced so much, and people are so angry and so hurt and, and hurting. And now we're seeing such a massive amount of depression and suicide. Two of my friends, here's the thing, if, you, if you're committing suicide, both my friends were good-looking athletes. One was um, high up at a huge company in Columbus. High up, yeah. probably millionaire. The other one I played football with and uh, linebacker and uh, dated my sister, called my mom, mom, like, and lived with my brother, you know, like, and this happened within five days of one another. And if you're, if you're, if that happens, if that happens, I'm telling you, you've taken too much of the devil's information in your eye gates and your ear gates. You don't know it is. It's camouflaged. He's a very good liar. He's the best liar of all time. But you, you've taken enough, too much negative. And, and let me just start, t- stop talking about God and the devil because people are probably <laughs> tuning out. Uh, just let's say negative and positive. If you take enough negative in and you don't realize how valuable you are, kids aren't being taught the value of human life, which is why they can kill somebody for their Nike tennis shoes in, in the inner city because those Nikes have value. They're worth, worth 150 bucks, but I don't know how much value a human life has. Yeah. Um, but our heart, so to get your question about comments, we don't have any right now. Oh, okay. So that's an easy that's yeah. an easy fix. Where, where we will go, that will be vetted too. Um, and if... There will be monitors on every single, yeah. There'll be a lot of volunteer monitors too, but that won't be allowed. Gotcha. If people get out of line, they'll be warned. If they're way out of line, they'll be blocked. If they stay out of line and they want to be that type of person, they'll never be welcomed back on the platform. Gotcha. And if I'm not mistaken, doesn't like Reddit have guidelines or something for commenting? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, most websites do, but it's just... There's algorithms and stuff. Oh, yeah. There's algorithms. There's bots. There's all these kind of things that kind of flag (laughs) stuff, but it's just... It's a constant struggle because, yeah, you try to spread all this positivity, but there fortunately, a lot of people who just love to (laughs) break that momentum. And and this is um, we're we're a, we're going to be a, a family friendly platform, yeah. and and if someone has a faith, we'll allow them to share it, because um, whether whether you know I know our country is kind of polarized right now, but whether you agree with like Judeo Christian values or not, um, you, there is no disagreeing that that's a really good base for someone's life that it actually helps communities and, and morality and and family values. So there is no argument there, um, but we so we do allow like like Coach Tressel, Jim Tressel, he shared some things about his faith and like how a Bible verse impacted his life. Yeah, you don't have to believe in the Bible, but I bet you that video might help you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so to bring it back to some of the insights, JD, that you've learned in terms of building uh, in team out, what are some of the um, you know, you've obviously started this from the ground up. Um, so what are some of the things that you've learned through that experience that, you know, if there's someone in the audience who is contemplating starting their own thing, what would you share with them to get started and grow that successfully? Well, mentorship is huge. Make sure that you have a great group of people that can help you that have been there and done that. Um, it's, it's awesome if you want to be an entrepreneur. It just understand putting entrepreneur on Instagram and having a logo is not making you an entrepreneur. Um, it'll take twice as long and twice as much as you think. It'll be very, very hard, and it's very different because we're groomed, again, to go into the corporate world and kind of exchange most of our life for a paycheck. And if you want to make more money, unfortunately, you have average relationships with your spouse and kids. 
if you want to make a lot of money. Yeah. If you if you want to have an awesome family life, you're usually poor. Yeah. And that's an active way of doing income. So I do believe in if you read a Robert Kiyosaki book, the B quadrant of getting over to passive income and learning how to do that. But we don't, we're not taught how to do that. So you have to read books and you have to associate with the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's helped me big time. And uh, again, I just met some phenomenal people. My mentor made his first million when he was 31 years old after being high school educated. And I couldn't believe that someone that successful would be willing to open their calendar up to me. And I bore stalk the guy. <laughs> and the yeah. thing that I, I've gotten a chance to visit his 10,000 square foot beach home in North Carolina. And yes, that was impressive, but not even near as impressive as his 40 year marriage that has so much love, peace and joy. And there his three daughters that, that look up to him and are, are helping other families with them one doing, doing, do exactly what their parents are doing. That family dynamic is what I pursued and that value system. So, so anyways, I would encourage people, if you want to do your own thing, you definitely just read um, read The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy or The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson to get your habits started because you're going to have to organize your unproductive time. Most people today will choose a 9 to 5, and then when they come home, because that 9 to 5, by the way, you're building someone else's dream. Right. You, you It will exhaust you if it's not your company. Um, so... Um, so if you, if you're, if you're doing that, here's what most people do. This is 95% of people. They will choose, um, taking, uh, they'll choose comfort. Um, uh, they'll choose people, that, uh, people that are agreeable, that want to help let, leave them in their comfort zone. And, uh, they'll choose uh, comfort entertainment, basically softball leagues, fantasy football, sports, um, downtime. And if you do that, that's the only choice you'll ever have. If you do the nine to five type of job or whatever you do for, for maybe your different hours, but and then outside of that, you choose comfort entertainment. That's the only choice you'll ever have. What you have to do as an entrepreneur is put more hours in to build another stream of income in your unproductive time. Maybe that's obvious to people, but you have to get very disciplined and organized with your schedule and be planning. If you don't plan tomorrow, tomorrow's already average. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're not waking up early and having, if you're not setting your mind right in the morning, if you're not working out for at least 15 minutes a day to get oxygen to your brain and your bloodstream, uh, if you're not eating healthier uh, and drinking more water, you're you're kind of just floating downstream. Mm-hmm. So there was something I was going to say and kind of it, uh, forgot. I don't know. Remind me your question again. Yeah, I, I was just asking for what are some of the insights if someone is wanting to start something as like a ground up that you've learned that you know they could apply to their own their own lives or their own uh, startup. It's great to have optimism, and always be have a PMA positive mental attitude. You have to have that negative negative doesn't help anybody. It actually drag you back backwards. But um, don't be a little bit ignorant or too ignorant to, to understand you can't do it by yourself. So you have to be humble. You have to be, have humility and seek out people that know more than you. Yeah. You got, you got to do that. And what books did they read? So, Oh, that's what I was going to say um, is besides the compound effect. Uh, there's um, the lean startup, mm, I believe. Yeah. Um, I actually haven't read the whole book, but the lean startup there's also Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Work Week or the the Tools of Titans, which I actually haven't read either of those books, and I'm promoting <laughs> something I haven't read. But I know Tim Ferriss is a freak show, oh, yeah. and there there are super thinkers and there are there's elite level thinkers. The content's out there, yeah. but mm-hmm. you're not going to be successful just because you have an internet connection. If that was the case, we'd all be millionaires and have six packs. Right. You have to have application. <laughs> you have to have application. You have to have people that'll speak in your life and hold you accountable and help you. So, mm-hmm. um, my mentor, I, I mean, my mentors, I. I it, it, there's no price I could put to that. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. And a lot of these, a lot of these mentors, and a lot of these lessons you've learned, and a lot of the stuff you've shared is, I mean, invaluable. But I'm curious too. I mean, it's you've t- once again discussed the matrix and certain things. But as far as JD himself, what is what would you say when you look back has been your biggest failure? Because a lot of people need to realize that sometimes failure leads to the greatest success. Sometimes because you learn, you're able to look inward and learn more about what you've done and what you can do better in the future. So what is something in your past that you, you look back and you know you see it as a failure but may have taught you one of the greatest lessons in life? It's a great question. And 
and by the way, I had no plans or intention of doing this, but I, I do still have a speaking website. Yeah. And I do love, that's my favorite thing to do is to, to smash the walls of lies that get built up in our culture and help people live healthier lives. Right. Um, my website is jdbergman.com. It's just my name. But on there, there's a quote, the key to success is frequent failure. And there's other ways of saying that too. Yeah. People think failure is on one side and success is on the other side. But failure is in between you and success. The more, the best the most successful people of all time failed the most. 100%. Right? So you have to remove fear from your life because fear is fake anyways. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Fear is not even of us. If Let me ask the listener something. If you, it was up to you, would you want a negative thought, fear, anxiety, depression, and whatever? Would you want that? Would you want to have a negative thought? The answer is no. No, you're shaking your head right now. Yeah. No, right? Okay. Who put that there? I know exactly who put that there. I know exactly who put that there. I mentioned him earlier. He sucks. Yeah. And he will suck the life out of you if you let him. Downstream, downstream is feeling like a victim. Downstream is being negative. Downstream, everyone's floating downstream. The bottom of that stream is a cesspool of average or even worse yet, taking your own life. Mm-hmm. Downstream is being negative. Downstream is eating what everyone else eats, saying what everyone else says. If you want to go upstream, you better be positive. And I forget what you question you had. I don't know. Hopefully that was answered. I don't know. So just, well, yeah, I mean, you, obviously it's, it's great lessons, but I'm well, something oh, specific for you. Like what when, failure? When, yeah. Like, like I said, all, a lot of these lessons that, that we hear about come from personal experiences and hearing yeah. it and just curious about something that may have, may have happened to you in your life that really not because people hear these lessons all the time, but right, there's certain right. events that make you believe them and actually mm-hmm. choose to walk down that path instead of just saying, you know what? That sounds great. <sighs> Well, I mean, I think the understanding that God has a better plan than I do, actually exponentially, supernaturally better plan that I can't even fathom, that's huge of knowing that he's in control. And um, I think one thing, and hopefully this will answer the question, I'm trying to think of a failure. My mental game has gotten better. But in wrestling, it's really, really sad that I traveled the the globe, wrestled in 25 countries or so, wrestled all the best wrestlers in the world, but never had the accolades my really good friend now has and is skyrocketing off his charts. You know, Kyle Snyder and I were training partners for three years, and yeah. he's, he's literally LeBron James of wrestling, and he could mm-hmm. be the best wrestler ever in history. Right. And I pray that, that um, he stays healthy and he, he does do that because he has got a heart of gold um, on and off a of mat. And, um, but I never had it close to his accolades and, and, uh, it saddens me that I know I had the physical ability, although I was dealing with a lot of injuries. Right. But I, but by mental, the mental side is where if you think if you're scared of losing or scared of getting tired or you, or you think you're not as good as that guy because they won the world championships and he's a world champ or he's Olympic champ and you have any of those doubts, it, your brain can only think of one thing at a time. So that, that, that hurt me that I never never accomplish what I what I felt like I was I had the capacity to and I'm not just being optimistic now I'm, I'm I like and I you know just that and I think also the football thing I mean I, I really wanted to play football badly I loved football it was way more enjoyable to me than, than wrestling mm-hmm. in high school my senior year of football was my favorite time in sports probably by far yeah and um and I don't know it took me down to different different paths but I guess I will mention in 2014 another. Yeah, I said I stepped out of the matrix three times, but there was a fourth incident in my life that um, uh, Steve Lindsay with Lindsay Honda did a radio commercial about it. I was driving to speak to kids. I had already spoken at Ohio State Wrestling Camp, and I was driving up 71 to speak to another uh, wrestling uh, group, 300 coaches and, and uh, kids in Cleveland, Ohio. And I was driving up 71, 80 in the 70, right? I was driving 80, and that's normal for me, right? Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to change that. I'm going to. I am working on dialing that down. It was just a bad habit, and also distracted driving is a bad habit. This is actually a really good example of what's going on in our culture. Yeah. Um, Proverbs 14:12 says, "There's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death." Here's a physical. Uh, here's a physical um, uh, example of that. Yeah. How dangerous is it? to have distracted driving, whether you're texting or not. 
That's immeasurable. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's crazy it's dangerous, insane. right? It's yeah. really, really dangerous. Yeah. How many people do it? Probably everybody. Probably yeah. everybody. Everyone. In, it's, it's it's really. And the problem is when you ask people, they'll be like, "Oh no, I never do it." No, but like every yeah. once in a while, you sometimes. Well, you some get people a think I'm good at it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. That's and the I, worst. Yeah, I'm, 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 but I'm good at it. I and mean, you hear those people and they're drunk too. It's like, oh, I can handle it. I, I, I'm only going down the street. It's like that's yeah. that's not the point. That's a great example. That's a great example of what's going on in our culture in everything. Yeah. In everything, people are not really thinking. Right. Okay, okay, so I was driving. I was not texting, but I did look down because I had my buddy, my buddy's uh, phone charger, and it wasn't mine. It was really long, and I was like, I messed with it. As soon as I looked up, and I couldn't have been looking down for that long. As soon as I looked up, I was going to hit a semi. Oh, man. That semi was pulling off the road to help another semi, and um, I jerked my wheel left to avoid running in the back of them, and I jerked my wheel to correct, and I started flipping at 80 miles an hour Jeez. and it felt like a giant was crushing my jeep like a pop can yeah and i uh, closed my eyes and three three supernatural things happened um i was not scared as it was flipping i wasn't scared i know for a fact i wasn't i had peace that surpasses all understanding philippians 4 7 then here look listen to me quoting quoting the bible and i, I never <laughs> even read the thing like i, I was i hated to oh read God. i used to hate to read and again it doesn't matter if you like it or not it matters if you like the results that it'll give you right that's how you should make your decisions in life what do you like the results are more important than the process okay so on my jeep slipping and it ends up upside down skidding for a long a long time until it hits the the cables that separate i started on the right side right lane and it ended up past the left lane I don't know how many hundreds of yards it covered, but I didn't know where I was if I was still in the road or not. So I was like, I got to get out of here. I'm upside down. And I get out and some kids like waving traffic over. He was the first person to stop and help. And I just actually texted him last week. Um, And his name's Matt. And uh, he's like cussing at cars, like get over. And I don't know if I'm still in the road or not. So I get out. I get out of the car. And so the second, second, like I would say miracle is that Five people stopped to help with the accident, I think. Around five. Yeah. Three knew who I was. That is pretty crazy. On Interstate 71. Which, you know how many people go down that thing? Well, here's the thing. I'm not famous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I know a lot of big deals, but right. I'm not a big deal. And were these like people that knew you personally or knew yeah. of you? Um, uh, two knew of me. Yeah. Wow. Because one had worked with me at the Big Ten Network. That was Matt. Gotcha. And he didn't know that at first. Right. This is going to get crazier. <laughs> and the other guy was an old guy with cauliflower ear that knew my dad. He was an old wrestler. Yeah. And then the third guy knew me really well. He actually freaked out. He goes, oh, my gosh, this is J.D. Bergman. He's a world-class <laughs> wrestler. Oh, my gosh, J.D., are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, man. I mean, calm, calm down. And I was oh, in shock. God. So that's the, the – I still don't understand why three people knew who yeah, I was. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. On an interstate, he was driving to New York with his wife yeah. and stopped to help out with car accident. Okay, so um, uh, an hour and a half later, that Matt kid, who was in his early 20s, he was driving to Cleveland anyways. He filled out a police report, and he he drove me to that school and still did I still did that talk with dirt and blood on my face. Yeah, I did that talk with dirt and blood on my face, and since that day, um, that, was, that was the third crazy thing. Um, since that day... I know why I'm breathing. Yeah. God's revealed me, given me peace to tell me that the reason why I'm alive is to help as many people as possible to right. sift through the massive amount of mis- misinformation to help them become healthier spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially. So that's every minute of my waking hours, I'm, I'm attempting to do that with the things I'm doing. Got it. That's awesome, JD. So uh, uh, just to kind of re- uh, go back to a point that you mentioned earlier with the impressions, um, I know that Adam and I want to hear some impressions, and I know some of the listeners in the audience would love to hear some impressions. Would you be willing to share any uh, any impressions with us? Sure. Yeah. So um, we'll start with Will Ferrell because I haven't done that in a while, uh, and I, I, I often forget that. Um, so I'll do uh, Robert Goulet on uh, Saturday Night oh, Live. Nice. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to think what he says. I'm trying to think what he says. <laughs> got this man. Nature! <laughs> Goulet. Stand contest, go. You win. <laughs> you always do. I'm going to do a song for you. Phony Lamb by Nelly. Bumps like a truck, truck, truck. Thighs like what? What, what? Thong song, Goulet. <laughs> um... 
<laughs> Let's see. We got uh, N- Napoleon Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Hello? Is Pedro there? Okay, bye. <laughs> hey, Kip. Can you bring some chapstick? My lips hurt real bad. Nurse, you know... Or... Napoleon, you know the nurse has like five sticks in a drawer. Gross. Idiot. <laughs> you know I'm trying to be a cage fighter, right? You're like the worst reflex in the world. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm blending. I'm blending. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't I like done, I haven't I like done a lot. But I, awesome. uh, <laughs> it's hard to do the conversations you, back and forth. Yeah. Do you think anybody who got where I am dressed like Peter Pan over here? Forget about it. <laughs> I need some more water for that. I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, let's see. Snoop Dogg. I've done Snoop Dogg in some churches, actually. Oh, yeah. I, I like doing I like I like breaking like stereotypes. Man. Oh, it's great. It's yeah. um, the best. I don't listen to his music anymore. Yeah. But um, yo, what up? This is Snoop Dogg and Hizzy. What up, dog? Oh, man, that's good. <laughs> yo, yo. Uh, yeah, you know that show I used to do? Uh, Doggy Fizzle, Televizzle. Yeah, um, no one does. Uh, so um, <laughs> so you remember this, though? Loudy dowdy, we likes to pouty. We don't cut trouble, we don't bother nobody. What up, dog? <laughs> that's so, awesome. uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, Aaron Neville, that's real random. Oh, yeah. I don't know how much, but I know I love you. <laughs> and that may be all I need to know. Love the range, man. So good. So uh, good. And then Arnold probably is my most. Oh, and Shrek and Donkey. Oh, yeah. I do Shrek and Donkey for kids a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's a lot nicer in here than mine in my swamp. And, uh, man, there's a lot of you down in the studio here. It's really nice. Shrek, what are you talking about? Who lives in the swamp? Come on now, Shrek. Donkey, how the heck did you get in here? I'll follow you anywhere. Come on, Shrek. We've been friends a long time. Donkey, I told you, it's my swamp and I live there. Oh, oh, well, that's a nice boulder, Shrek. That's a real nice boulder. Shut your furry mouth, Donkey, before I put my foot in it. Oh, you're so jealous. These guys like me more than you. Come on now, Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, we'll end with uh, Arnold because that's just go to. Got to. Yeah. Uh, oh no, actually, Sports Center. I don't know if you guys can do this on your podcast, but Sports Center sponsored by Budweiser, the ultimate highlight. Brought to you by Gatorade. <laughs> so just random. They're just random. We're All gonna that, have to have you do that for our podcast. That yeah. that really weird. Yeah. That really weird guy from Science of the Lambs. Oh yeah. Worried. Wait, was she like a great big fat lady? It puts a lotion on its skin. It puts a lotion on its skin or it gets the hose again. Anyway. Oh, right. That was uh, really good. I that know. was like uh, right on. I know exactly that actor. Yeah, that exactly. yeah. He was in Flubber too, I think. If I remember <laughs> correctly. Oh he, he was also in uh, Joyride. Can- oh, yeah, yeah. Candy Cane. Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, Arnold uh, will end there. Um, hello, dear. It's very good to see you guys. It's an, it's an honor to be on your show. Thank you for having me. I flew in this morning from California. I did the workouts. My veins were popping out. Yes. Stop smiling. This is very serious. <laughs> okay. Excuse me, Arnold. <laughs> Here's the thing. This in-team, the inspiration team, is very good, okay? It's like when I was in the movie, The Kindergarten Cop. One, two, three, four, reading, writing, arithmetic, too much homework makes me sick. Yes, very good. No one likes school, but they like all the videos, okay? So the kids on the phones, okay, just numbing the brain with all this crap, okay? But the in-team actually is very good. It's very good for your soul. It's very good inspirational things. And then I grab the weights when I'm watching an in-team video and I do the workouts like this. One, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, yeah. And I throw the weights down. Stop laughing. I told you. This is serious. It's just too good, Arnold. It's too good, man. Uh, awesome. Oh, my God. Thank you for sharing that stuff. The governator. Yeah. Oh my God. So that's on JDBergman.com. That's pretty great. So. Well done, sir. Well done. That's awesome. Well, yeah, we know. we're getting close to the end of the show. And <laughs> let, me make, let me quick note on that. Yeah. I haven't had a TV for four years, probably. Because I'll have a theater in my home. Oh, yeah? And I don't care about things. I don't care about dirty green paper. You have to have money to help people, though. Right. You have to. Of course. Drowning person can help another drowning person. And I, those impressions tell you I've watched enough TV movies, right? Yeah, definitely. So here's the thing. You have to make better decisions, people. we got to make better decisions. If you want to help people, you got to make better decisions. It's, be it's better. on us. It's, yeah. it's, it's, our, it's on us as leaders in our, in our homes first. Yeah. So anyway, and you make the decision to do it and to be better and to make those choices. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just 
no, it's it's some a lot of good lessons. And uh, mm-hmm. once again, yeah. Before we end, I'm just I'm just curious too. What keeps you busy, like day to day? I mean, what what is what does a daily routine look like for you, especially for someone who's looking to to yeah, you start something and be in this kind of position of being comfortable with with themselves and being confident and walking through life with purpose. What what keeps you busy every day? Yeah, you 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 mentioned something. You can you graduate with a piece of paper, which is a hunting license for a job, but you don't graduate with a self-image most of the time. And um, what keeps me busy is growth, Yeah, is um, leadership development and personal growth, personal personal development, uh, reading and listening. I don't, I haven't listened to the radio in years as well because I listen to stuff like this probably. Yeah. Um, and I'm fortunate to have access to a lot of content my mentor, my pen mentors and his associates have recorded. So I'm always constantly listening to character-based multimillionaires that are going to teach me to do what they've done, mm-hmm. um, that have great hearts, and I want the fruit on the tree. Before you take information from someone today, check the fruit on the tree, check the, agen- the agenda and the credibility of who you're allowing to speak into your life. Just because there's a bridge of trust and rapport built with somebody, they may love you and want you in that comfort zone, but a mentor will love you enough to not leave you in the comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So you have to be, we don't take advice from obese people on how to eat right, right? Mm -hmm. Is that correct? So why are we taking financial advice from broke people Mm -hmm. all the time, all the time? So anyways, um, yeah, so I'm staying busy just on waking up in the morning stewarding the first fruits of my day i'm always guarding my eye gates and my ear gates and and uh and i'm speaking life with my words mm-hmm. um so i i'm trying to get better every day with my daily habits in the morning um and at night the the middle of the day is hard to control and i you know I'm trying to grow mesh i'm not trying i am growing mesh fitness in dublin ohio yeah. during the day that's my day job um but at night i'm mentoring other people like life coaching and and um uh, that takes up quite a bit of time, but I we only have so much time. My love is unconditional for people. My time is not. So um, uh, interviewing people to see if, if it makes sense to pour into them and, and, and you know getting to know people all the time. And then obviously trying to build in team as well, which I'm always, I'm hurting cats full time with that. I oh, mean, yeah. athletes have not been punished yet that the, the world loves them. They haven't been punished yet for being unaccountable and not texting back. And unfortunately today, people do not communicate very well more information than ever before in history and the the least amount of of wisdom and, and real real connection so that's what in teams trying to change and and so i definitely say very busy kind of basically building three businesses and um but uh inteamnow.com will really explain the heart of you know why i think you guys wanted to have this interview and why we need to share our stories so that people can hear our yeah. stories and we can inspire one another and you can know that you can even if it's one person if if some here's the thing you can take one minute to save a life fact 100 one minute can save a life if they see a video that they needed to see and only you can share certain videos to reach certain people it can change a life or save a life in one minute yeah, yeah no it's cool. like i mean the, the saying you always hear and i may be paraphrasing this horribly but sometimes you can't save the world but you could save someone's world mm-hmm. i mean that's it's it's as simple as that i mean you saving someone's life or having them make one choice instead of another because of something you said because you were brave enough to take the step to speak to share your experiences it's it's something that people should think about when they get overwhelmed by the world we live in and everything mm-hmm. is that a lot of little things you do can make un like amazing um, impact and multiple mil- millions of people's lives when you think about it what they spread what people spread it's just it's amazing when you kind of break it down in that way instead of just looking everything as this seven billion people mm-hmm. world. It's it's mm-hmm. it's very important to kind of get that perspective. So it's I'm glad you shared a lot of that stuff. So JD, you know you've uh, obviously shared uh, a lot of information about your story and also some awesome thoughts and insights. Uh, you know throughout this whole conversation with Adam and I, but we want to know how can leader uh, listeners and you know other leaders who are wanting to grow themselves. Uh, best connect with you and then also what does the uh what you probably already mentioned with the url nteamnow.com uh but what are some of the other ways to connect with you and then what does the future hold for jd bergman um yeah I, I, well um great question i mean i'm 
I try to actually stay off social media because I think it's pretty cancerous, uh, although we're using social media to, to reach people. So um, I don't spend a lot of time on there, but my handle is at JD Bergman USA. Um, and uh, my email is JD Bergman USA at gmail.com um, or JD at inteamnow.com. But um, what do they do? I mean, every single person listening to this should go to inteamnow.com and take two seconds to subscribe. That's easy. So you can actually get inspirational videos every week. Just uh, send through email or something? Yeah, is there an app yeah, yet? Yeah. Yeah. Is there there, an there's app no app yet. Okay. Um, it's a website. Gotcha. And it actually doesn't even make sense to build an app yet. We want to use all the things where people already live. We're going to use build up our Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. So, gotcha. Um, but uh, inteamnow.com is I-N, short for inspiration, teamnow.com. So go to inteamnow.com. But, uh, yeah, and make sure you subscribe. The other thing is, like we've already talked about, make sure you share your videos. Uh, if you feel like you can inspire somebody else, or even if you don't feel like you can inspire somebody else, but you have a story, um, share your share your stories, especially if you're a college or pro athlete. At some, Even if you played one play at Division Three, Otterbein, Mount Vernon, doesn't matter. We're working with a lot of those guys, and they're going to be more impactful for their networks. So everyone needs to share their story. And then also, please take it upon yourself to reach out to other people and share the link so that they can share stories. This is a nonprofit, by the way. We're, we're not, this isn't, the goal of this is to lower the suicide rate and the anxiety and depression rate in our country. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Yeah. That's yeah. the goal is to inspire people. It has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with, allow, let's allow everyone to share good stuff. Right. Finally. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Well, that's a, <laughs> we need some of that in this world. That's yeah, a very worthy goal for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I wish JD, you all the best of luck, man. Yeah, thank you so much. Wish you all the best. Um, we're definitely going to have to have you back to talk i mean there's i feel like there's so many more stories yeah yeah, <laughs> about yeah. And, jd bergman and, and we didn't even get to a lot of the sports things and the journey through that so it'd be yeah. we'd love to get get you back in here and, and hear more about all these stories it's it's pretty awesome yeah i was just gonna say that the last question where is it go there's i'm i'm dealing with look up what a chinese bamboo tree does yeah. you don't see it growing for five years and then it's growing a massive root system to hold 80 feet of growth in like six weeks you grow so fast you can hear it growing that's what's coming yeah and i don't know exactly what it looks like but it's it's really really i'm just blessed and honored to be a part and meet people like you guys and know some phenomenal just leaders in our in our culture so we're gonna change we're gonna change the culture in america and we're gonna change the world and and uh the people that are crazy enough to believe that are typically the ones that do so i'm one of those and, and i'm just <laughs> I love it. fortunate to be a part of that yeah that's awesome uh, JD has been a leader, speaker, and encourager uh, for many years in the different areas in his athletics background and then also with in-team uh, in mesh fitness. He's a pro when it comes to growth. We hope you've enjoyed this episode with JD Bergman, sharing some of his stories and also you know, insights, uh, effective tips, tools, and techniques to help you guys grow like a pro. Uh, thanks again, JD. You know, we'll definitely have him back on the show in the near future so that we can dive a little bit deeper, uh, pulling out his insights and then also being able to help our listeners grow like a pro. Thanks, guys. And thank you, JD. Thank you so much. Awesome. JD. Yeah. God bless everybody. And that was JD Bergman. Sorry, the JD Bergman. The JD Bergman. Boom. <laughs> Mind blown. Another wonderful conversation <laughs> with a fascinating gentleman. And, That's right. Uh, and it's a. Uh, I was I was thinking this the other day where the best and worst parts about these shows is considering they're only an hour, there's mm-hmm. only so much you can get out of somebody, and there's that's so right. many more stories and things that I feel JD has to share with the world. And I well, that's the benefit of having that's repeat right. guests. Though so. <laughs> every time every time I talk with him, it's like oh, I could I could go on and on for hours. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. I, I love the way he kind of thinks about the world and how he woke up, kind of like the Matrix. I just think mm-hmm. it's such a wonderful analogy and kind of puts it in perspective and it's something to easily understand is because there's those moments in life where you just kind of wake up and you see everything differently and it's they're formative and i think they're important and they shouldn't be kind of thrown to the side or really be frightened you shouldn't be frightened of them because it's part of life that's part of the journey we're all on because i think you know something you like to say is it's not necessarily a straight path our journey through life so (laughs) it's all these jagged pivot points that happen so it's crazy yeah yeah (laughs) but we we really just want to thank jd for sharing his story and once again we'll definitely have him back in the in the future but we always want to remind you that you can always be a part of the show. You can send your questions, comments, topics, anything like that. Or you can even be a part of the show. Do you have a story to tell? What is your What was your path to success? And what tips or stories do you have that can help others achieve their dream? 
be sure to send an email to us at hello at growlikeaproshow.com. Once again, that's hello at growlikeaproshow.com. You know, I really love saying that email address. I know you do. It's just so much fun. It's like, hey. And it for all of you who can't see, Adam literally waves every time he says hello. <laughs> <laughs> Got to animate, man. <laughs> that's right. Well, one of the other things, Adam, I want to mention too is, you know, we couldn't do this show uh, without the wonderful support of our sponsor. Genesis Marketing Group, where they come alongside business owners to really help breathe life uh, into their brand. So it's a one-stop shop. You know, they're able to do everything from branding, graphic design, website development to custom consulting work, you know, helping e-commerce stores kind of get off the ground. So yeah, really awesome. And so, uh, so thankful for their support. Yeah. Once again, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said one-stop shop. I mean, Mm -hmm. you don't have to keep going all these different places. You come to Genesis, They'll get some stuff done for you. That's right. The one-stop shop for business success. Exactly. It's it's a wonderful thing. So Any thank other you. final thoughts, Adam, before we <laughs> no, say just, goodbye? Once again, just want to thank Jason. You, that's you. I want to thank JD. <laughs> I want to thank Genesis Marketing Group for helping make all this possible. And we can't wait until next week and mm-hmm. every week because it's just so much fun to do this. Yeah, we'll it's be uh, we'll be talking with the serial entrepreneur. Ron Greenbaum. Oh man, yeah, that's gonna, that's another great conversation. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I look forward to the week where we have a terrible conversation. Uh, that's not gonna. No, happen. I definitely <laughs> don't do that because <laughs> we're too awesome. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. Anyway, sure. once again, thank you all so much for listening and being a part of Grow Like a Pro, and we look forward to seeing you next week. And until then, I hope you have a great day and or night. We'll catch you guys later. Goodbye.